0: Did you know that if you're an independent home improvement retailer, you are already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association? The NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways. From Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become a better, more profitable business owner. To learn about what NRHA is doing for you, visit NRHA.org. Hi listeners, welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailings Podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. Uh, In today's episode, we're talking to the team from Nikiski Hardware and Supply, a single store hardware store located in Kenai, Alaska. Thank you guys for joining us, and if you guys wouldn't mind maybe introducing yourselves to our listeners, and then they can hopefully get the name to the voice. So introduce yourselves, and then we'll kind of hop into how you got to where you're at in, in the company today.
1: Uh, John Quick here, one of the owners and uh, live here in Alaska got a beautiful wife and three kids and one Labrador dog
0: Oh, black, brown, or yellow? yellow? Yellow okay uh,
2: I'm Amber Douglas, I am also one of the owners and uh, my role and job is to help kind of support the paperwork and um, I kind of walk around the store and just notice details and try to keep things in order and Uh, I love dealing with customers and visiting with people in our community so that's kind of my main job cool
3: I am John Douglas uh, and my role is uh, I've been a contractor for almost 20 years and so I am kind of I'm not so detail-oriented as the other two are so they got I your take, back,
0: right? <laughs> that's right. So
3: I take care of the customers and all their questions and try to help them out. I do materials takeoffs and stuff for uh, contractors and and uh, just fill whatever need is needed.
0: Awesome, Stacy. Hi,
4: I'm Stacy Oliva, and I am my husband and I, uh, Lou Oliva. Um, we are actually Amber's parents, and. <laughs> oh we wanted to, um, develop a legacy business for our family. And, um, we were just so happy that there was, um, an opportunity in Akiski to open a hardware store. Um, it was a need that needed to be filled for our area, for the community. And, um, we were just proud to be able to, um, put these team members together. They all have their Uh, niches and they have been awesome they're they're a remarkable uh, team
2: and they love our community that's great
0: well we're We're excited to to talk to all you guys today
2: we're missing one more this morning my sister jake she's the youngest of our family clan and she is a uh she's got a history in business uh degree in business but she is our go-getter of the group yeah she uh she works super hard. She's putting all, um, all of our paperwork together. She's great with our orders and uh, keeping all of our inventory in stock. So, awesome. Uh, is she yeah. is she
0: coming today or like mid mid episode or is she just not able to make it?
2: No, she's actually um, she is at a business training this weekend. So we're excited to see what she has to bring back and that we can put into place. So That's she would have awesome. loved it here, but. We're excited about what she's going to bring back.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, tell her that we're sad we didn't get to talk to her, but hopefully we'll get to meet her in person soon. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to chat with you guys. Really, I'd love to kind of hear um, a little bit of the background on how you guys came to came to be in the community how you came to I mean if you were born and raised here that's obvious but like maybe just tell a little bit about your backstory and how you bring those different aspects of what you did before opening the store to open the store if that makes any sense
4: sure, sure. I'll, this is Stacy so I'll go ahead and, and start with that a little bit um The background history is, um, yes, I was born here. Um, My grandparents had homesteaded in Alaska um, before statehood. And uh, so we have a long history in this area of Nikiski. And um, I've been blessed. Um, I married into a family business. My husband has an excavation business, contracting business. And I was able to help him in the business and raise our kids in that atmosphere, in a, in a small business, mom-and-pop atmosphere. Yeah. And so that is kind of a passion that we have. We absolutely love um, business and a mom-and-pop and to be able to be a part of the community. Um, For sure. There's a certain niche that a small business has in a community that um, it's just a blessing to be
0: here. So how did you, when you decided you wanted to open the hardware store, how did you guys all come together? Like, I know you said you're all family, but like, what are the kind of connections and how did you come to be this melting pot of a new business, you know?
4: Sure, sure. Well, we looked at um, some some of our skill sets. We all have a heart and a call to be in business. Everybody um, sitting at the table visiting with you today all have a passion for business and um, you know, and I'll go ahead and let Amber and John speak to their portion and, uh, quick here, he can, he can tell you a
2: story how he came on board. So Amber and John, go ahead.
4: Uh,
2: so, um, obviously my family had been digging in the dirt and putting the foundations in for buildings for a long time. And, um, I met a pretty incredible, fantastic, talented man. Uh, my husband, John, here, who's with me, who, uh, was a carpenter. So, For about 20 years or so, we've been able to build buildings from the ground up. So cool. Um, And we had a hardware store here in our community who was run by an absolutely fantastic family. Uh, And we had all built good business relationships with them. And um, unfortunately, uh, he came to the end of his life. And Mm -hmm. um, that left a hole in our community and kind of a hole in our service. And... I'll let my husband speak to where he wanted to move next.
3: So, with that hole uh, in the community and and uh, businesses around here, we had we actually discussed it for several years, uh, doing something just for nothing better than to just help help out our community. Uh, it wasn't really about making a bunch of money because none of us really about that. We're just, we're mainly about uh, just helping things out. We've we have a very oil industry related uh, community here, and um, our store is just here to complement the businesses that are around
2: us. Like Mom said too. Um- we are super blessed to be able to grow up in a family that um, operated and worked hard in small business. And um, when we all started talking about the hardware store, there was an exciting piece about having the opportunities to teach our kids what it means to work and uh, what's, what things you have to do. And so we have, uh, we're super blessed to be able to kind of continue that on and provide an opportunity. Matter of fact, I think all of our kids have, helped out in the store at this point. The yeah. so one
4: we bring the construction side and uh, John Quick is an extended family member. He's married to one of my cousins and he has the marketing and uh, organizational background and um, it was something that I'll let him speak to. So we needed we needed his expertise and his skill
0: set for that portion of the business spread we the word on the new business for sure. So
1: yeah, I think, uh, you know, for my wife and I, um, we've been in, in doing the entrepreneur thing for quite a while now. And uh, we started uh, maybe 12 years ago with the uh, retail coffee shops and you and figured out how to utilize Facebook to get people in the door and Instagram to get people in the door when nobody else really in, in, in big numbers were really doing that. And so um, for us, you know, Anybody, we got brick and mortar stores down the road, sell them nuts and bolts, but what they don't have is a true authentic story that really embodies helping the community. And so that's what sets us apart, I believe, from uh, from the rest, from the folks that are, um, I won't mention the brick and mortar stores names, but have retail stores all over the country, is that the local mom and pop hardware stores such as ourselves and the, and the hardware stores that, that you get to have a relationship with, they have that true authentic story that's more than just making a dollar. It's, 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 uh, it's having a purpose and making an impact. Yeah. And so I think that's what we're excited about is having an impact in our community because for us, community is a big deal in mm-hmm. Alaska when there's little things like just taking care of each other because you can be on a dirt road with no cell phone service and your car breaks down in the middle of the winter and if you don't have the proper clothing, you could die. And that's a big deal thing. And so we take care of each other in Alaska and we cut a two foot piece of copper pipe (laughs) off of a ten foot piece that we don't normally would sell, but we'll sell it to a guy that dresses up like Santa Claus (laughs) because he always comes into our store and he knows us by name. Yeah. And we'll do kind of stuff when the brick and mortar stores would never do that.
0: For sure. So can you maybe describe, and, I, and I'm enjoying hearing a little bit about the Alaska that you guys are describing, but can you maybe tell us about, is it Kenai Am I saying that right? And like maybe just a little bit about the community, how many people live there, like what's the vibe? Like if someone, if a hardware retailer was listening to this and was like, I want to plan a trip to Alaska and visit some hardware stores, and like what, why should they come to your community and come visit you guys? Uh,
2: We have about, Six thousand people in our—we uh, actually, our town is not technically a town.
4: Mm-hmm. We're in an
2: incorporated area, which is um, kind of our our governmental structure in Alaska is a little bit different. Um, our boundaries of our area are about the size of Rhode uh, Rhode, Island. Rhode,
0: Rhode Island. Wow. I visited there this past summer, so yeah, it's it's small, but I mean, that's that's large for an entire community.
2: Yeah, so if you put 6,000 people in the area of Rhode Island and, ha- and split it in half between a big body of water, um, that's essentially what you have here. What's really amazing about our store is that all of the materials that we use are repurposed from um, industry and homestead area here in our community. Uh, Kenai is actually the parent uh. city. Right next to us, okay. Um, and if you take the one road out our direction, Nikiski's at the end of the road,
0: <laughs> okay. So, are you guys so is the store in in Kenai or in Nikiski?
1: It's in Nikiski.
0: Oh, it is in Nikiski, okay. So, I had that wrong. Sorry about that. I think and for I had- us,
1: a big part of what Amber touching base on about the store is we have a homesteader mentality. Folks that live up in the Kiski and around Kenai, they've kept every two by four that they've had since 1942. Yeah, And matter if the plywood's been soaking wet for 20 years, they've <laughs> kept a bundle of it. And so when we built our store, we were very um, uh, purposeful with how we built it. And so we took reclaimed wood from an old homestead barn that was 50 years old. And we outfitted the interior of our, of our hardware store. we took, old tin that was on the roof of a homestead barn to to make it look beautiful and and what we call swamp mats are basically (laughs) big huge logs that make equipment go across swamps and so we have a repurposed and reclaimed look much like you'd see at a restoration hardware store yeah um for ours actually live the The yeah it's it's seen some
0: things if your walls could talk (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: and john was the one who who built all that for us so
0: that's so cool so uh the store opened in 2019 um maybe talk about what it took leading up to it and how like how much time and planning went into it i met you guys actually at the national (laughs) hardware show so i remember talking to you at the hardware show and and you you became members and you weren't actually you were like our store doesn't exist yet but it's it's coming um so it's exciting to actually get to talk to you guys and hear about that but maybe tell us a little bit about like what you had to do leading up to it and uh you know and then we can kind of talk after that about the opening and everything
2: i think the week that you met them i think we had just decided to go like Two weeks before that. You are like, let's go to Vegas. Why
1: not? We're all still in therapy because of
3: that. <laughs> so I'll touch base on that. This is John Douglas. Uh, so when we met you, the our store was just a shell. Yeah. So it had a concrete slab. It did not even have doors in it. And um, and in short order, we turned this uh, steel building into a hardware store in about uh, four months. Wow. Yeah. Four months. We, I mean, it was just a building in the middle of the woods that had barely had a little trail, a little goat trail going into it. And uh, Lou did all the dirt work and made this enormous parking area. We, uh, he, he made us a huge lumber area. And we have it set up to where we can have uh, we we already have some future growth that is happening right now. We're in the process of putting a uh, cafe in our store.
0: Awesome. And
3: so we set up everything to where semi trucks with the 40 foot trailer can pull up at our drive up window. Oh and So we did all of that in five months from the time that we talked to you before we opened our store. Wow. And we also filled it full of product inventory. and
0: inventory. And we had um, so, incredible so long days, I'm I'm guessing and lots of blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> Is that, well, understatement? that <laughs> an
2: understatement? Yeah, that's
3: an understatement. Like we said uh our summers are really close to 23 hours of daylight, so uh, <laughs> So we had lots of time that we could just get a lot of work done. And yeah. we
2: should probably give a shout out to the weather. We probably had the driest, warmest, most beautiful weathered summer we had ever had in history. And so I think that contributed to um, all of our craftsmen being able to work efficiently, adjust for changes on the fly, um, and, and we're lucky that we had so many of those dirt and construction craftsman yeah able to pull the pull off the, the project.
4: Um, we were also blessed with um, developing a relationship with um, if it's okay to say we we decided to go with Orgel awesome um, our, as our distributor our wholesale distributor and they worked right along their rep in Alaska and uh, worked right along with us. Um, he was a little skeptical that we could meet our timeline um but we did and it was
0: was he a little great. were you like hey guess what the store's open and he's like what
4: and they they were they were very supportive and um it, i'll tell you uh, we couldn't have done it without building the relationship um by coming down to the convention meeting mm-hmm. you um meeting the people that we came in contact at the nrha convention we could not have done what we did in a four-month time
0: period well, Actually, awesome! I'm so happy that it it worked out. But I think it also takes a lot of like that determination, and all of you guys have that glint in your eye of like, <laughs> like you just have the entrepreneurial spirit, which I I just love to see. So
2: we were, um, I know that. So when John and Stacy came back from the National Retail Hardware Conference um, last year, they came, but everyone they talked to, um, really just solidified that it was going to be possible, like Mm -hmm. everyone that they met down there, I felt it when they came back. And I know that, um, we also should probably give a huge shout out to the, um, staging and set up an inventory team superior, um, that came up and set up our store. They were incredible to work with. They were such good people and, um, we could not have done it without them for sure. Super,
3: super kind-hearted and some of the hardest workers I've ever met.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, I think, John, you must have been – I think you were the one that posted this, but you had posted a little bit ago on – so the NRHA, for anyone listening, we have something called the NRHA Forum – Currently, there are not a lot of active users. We're trying to change that. Um, But I appreciate because a while ago you guys had posted on there and really had a great detailed um, explanation of what you did in your process to you know, open your store and your grand opening and all the things that went into that. So maybe um, do you mind touching a little bit on some of the things you talked about in that and, and what you put together in, in order to have a successful grand opening, which which you guys did have and had a, a huge turnout, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think for us it's it's being intentional with everything we do because we all have kids, we all have families, and we just don't have time to be wasting a bunch of hours. And so everything we do we try to have a purpose and intention behind it so we did that with the grand opening and we uh we led out front with when we're going to have the event and why we're going to have the event and the big why behind we're going to have the event was not to make money was not to sell a bunch of lumber was not to sell a bunch of widgets. it was to show the community that we want to serve the community with a need that hasn't been met for three years since yeah. the other owner passed away and um, we utilize Facebook to, to target folks that were in the area, uh, to let them know our true authentic story of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, we partnered with a local radio station, which radio in Alaska is still big in the, in the lower 48. It's probably not as big, but up here, everybody listens to the radio. Mm-hmm. And if you're not on the radio, you're basically not there for a <laughs> lot of people. And then we we partnered up with other folks in the community. We partnered up with some local food trucks. Uh, we fed the community we we provided hot dogs and smores and hot chocolate and Red Bull specials. and we did the things at, for an event that showed we appreciate you guys even showing up. And so I think because we led with a true authentic story of co- it was community based, we had three hundred and fifty cars show up that we counted.
0: Wow. That's amazing, and that doesn't—that's not even counting people. That's just the cars. So if they had a, yeah, they had well, a
1: haul in our area in a long, long time, and it, all of us chipped in in one way, shape, or form to make it be successful. And I think the biggest takeaway for folks that came to the event was it was a positive experience, and they got a sense of community and what our store's purpose was about. So, for sure, that was a win for us.
0: Do you guys also have like a bonfire set up and everything too? I saw that in the bullet points of all the stuff you did. And I was like, that would be so fun. Like go out and just chill by the bonfire at the hardware store. Like, Hey, want to go hang out at the hardware store today? Sure. Let's go. Let's go hang out. Like, I'm just curious There's if you guys still pretty, have people go to
1: it. Awesome bonfire setup. A, a local guy, Metal Magic, um, is a shop here in town and he custom made us a, a an amazing, bonfire setup, and we've done, we utilized it during our grand opening, and we've done some cool events where we've utilized it as well, just s'mores for the kids, hot dogs for the family, you can't go wrong with that.
0: For sure. And it,
3: it is a gazebo, so regardless of the weather, you're you're kind of sort of protected, so if it's oh. raining, you'll we'll have a bonfire. If it's snowing, we can have a bonfire. It might be a little cold, but...
0: Uh, if we- you get close yeah. enough, might, maybe not too close, but... <laughs> That's so cool. So, what has uh, what's it been like so far, um, running the business since the grand opening? You know, you have the excitement of it, and then now you're in the day to day. Like, there's so there's six of you guys that are owners. Are you all touching the business on a daily basis? And then, how many other employees do you have that are um, helping you out and working in the store as well?
4: Stace, you want to handle that one? <laughs> <laughs> So it is, um, being a family business, we do have contact every day. Amber and I, um, you know, we're more on the paperwork side. Um, We're not on site, um, but we do touch base um, with her husband, John, there. She's, of course, there daily um, to see him. Uh, But it is uh, Quick. And then our youngest daughter, Jacqueline, John, Amber's husband, and then John's brother, Jared, also um, has come on board and he's in a part of our business as well. He's, he's an employee in the business and he's been uh, amazing support as well. So um, the day-to-day has been um, interesting. It is definitely a learning curve. We come from yeah. construction side and not retail. So there has been uh, a difference for us it's a good thing quick has some retail background um and he's always encouraging us of course if we get a little concerned about it it's a slow day our our customers going to keep coming in and then of course we have just amazing customers they come in and brighten our day so for it, sure it's been, it's been a really neat experience and we're excited to to be here for the long haul
0: yeah definitely um can you maybe describe, I guess, the business to our listeners since they're um, they are listening. They do not see the store, but and and we can of course tell them to go Google you guys. I'm sure, but um, maybe give them just a, a visual picture of what it's like to walk, to drive up to the store and then experience the business. Like, what does it look like, and what do you guys like have in throughout the store?
1: So, uh, if someone were to drive up, they would drive down a amazing highway on the side of the. Peninsula that, uh, is right next to the ocean. And, oh. uh, they would pull, pull up to our big green warehouse building that has got the biggest Nikiski hardware store sign that anybody <laughs> has ever seen in their entire life. It's literally like 40 feet long or something.
0: Oh my gosh. So that's amazing. Uh,
1: and, uh, it's got a beautiful out, out, like imagine a crackle barrel kind of look and feel. But in the middle of Alaska with, with wood and timber that actually came from Alaska, we got a really cool front porch, inviting front porch mm-hmm. uh, on so that folks feel in the summer, we have rocking chairs, folks can sit out nice. there and just enjoy the Alaskan sun. And uh, if they go into the store, which we hope they do, <laughs> uh, it's very tall, inviting ceilings. We have 20 foot ceilings uh, with a second story uh, to the left that's made of uh, swamp mats. I think that's the name of it. And sounds a little gross, but it's actually very cool. It's like, imagine a restoration hardware kind of look. Yeah. And huge, huge huge timbers. And to the right is the 50-year-old restored barn wood wall that's uh, 16 feet tall and and 60 feet long. Wow. You know, the space... Feels warm and welcoming and not crammed and packed. And that was kind of what we were going for is that we got to fit like thousands of items in the store. Yeah. But we also want to make it feel like items are falling down on people's faces. And so we were, you know, John over here could probably speak better to it than I could, but he was able to create a very warm and inviting uh, atmosphere, yet still have 5,000 items in the store.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, what was it like designing and and figuring out how to how to make the store a functional? You know, I know you were saying five months prior to when I had met you, it was just the walls, and and now you have like a a whole business. What is it like getting to see your work out there and having people come in and get to get to shop in there? And how did you do that whole process?
3: Well, I actually. Uh... I just make other people's dreams come true. So when somebody else uh, comes to me and says, hey, this is what I'm thinking, I can instantly envision it. And so most of the vision was Stacy's. And when she would come to me and say, hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking, then I would put something together and it'd either be a yay or a nay. And and fortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of nays. but. You know, just knowing from being in construction as long as I have and going to other hardware stores over the years, I had a pretty good idea of how much space we needed and I would relay that information to everybody the best that I could. Um, But quite honestly, we all collaborated and worked together just to come up with the best plan. And so far, it seems to be working out well for us.
0: Yeah, I
4: agree, and and we truly couldn't have done it without John and his brother Jared bringing it to life. I mean, we we could sketch something on a piece of paper, uh, but they absolutely just made it come alive. And it is, it is truly beautiful. We have customers coming in daily that just walk in and they say, "Wow, this is so nice." Yeah, it just is truly an alaskan warm. we have the moose antlers on the wall yes. on the old
0: did you guys hunt <laughs> them
2: yourselves <laughs>
3: well, actually that's from our rep our yeah. Orgill rep wow. he donated from store
2: he's an avid so. hunter and he
4: had he's like i have an extra set he, and i said oh my goodness so they're on loan from him
0: that is so, so. nice
4: they're beautiful. So it, it we really truly um, Alaskans just really support each other, and we're just so um, it, truly we're truly blessed to be able to to have the facility, have the building, have the have the team that we have to be able to bring this to the community.
0: So what are some of the like categories that are the most popular among your customers? And like, are there any things that you're wanting to add? I know you mentioned a cafe, which I think is awesome because that's, again, it's the, it's making the shopping experience more than just come in buy something and go it's like come in and stay a while, you know, but maybe talk a little bit about that.
3: Right. I think that our, uh, (laughs) like a lot of stores, our biggest categories is plumbing and, um, mainly because all of the homes here are old or older and, uh, in
4: severe weather.
3: Yeah. In our severe weather and everything, they're constantly having to do repairs and, you know, fix things. And, uh, the homestead mentality was not necessarily, Let's do it by code because there mm. really was no code. And so they come up with some of the off-the-wall things you could ever imagine. And they come into our store needing to repair that off-the-wall something. And we got to come up with a way for them to do it. And so and I, do. I, I do. would do, <laughs> I would for the most part, we are successful at that. Uh, but plumbing is definitely our biggest seller um, at least until summer summer comes and it'll probably be lumber yeah but uh,
0: those are kind of the top areas do you do like anything like as far as paint or housewares or any of those other areas as well
4: this is this is Stacy here so one of the things that um, one of I somebody spoke to earlier I think, John Douglas did, that we live in an oil field, oil industry base is our our economic base. Um, So what we did or we added to our hardware store was um, a line of area um, FR clothing, which is required in our area for oil field workers. Um, So we did do that, and that's probably another one of our um, major departments that seems to be a popular seller. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're really pleased with the the area line, uh, the FR line. And we're happy to be carrying
0: that. Cool. So then um, with the cafe, that's something that you see maybe doing down the line. And is there like an area of the store you could kind of visualize adding it to?
3: Oh, yeah. We already uh, moved the merchandise out of that area. So
0: you're ready Uh, then.
3: Yeah, we, we moved it last week. And we currently have have people working on that area to transform it into the cafe and we're shooting for march
0: that's awesome uh Opening. if you go back and i don't know if you've listened to any of the episodes i've done but there was one i did with um two sisters from a hardware store a home hardware store in canada and they added a cafe a few years ago and now it's become like a huge chunk of their business they actually added on and they have like I think she said the cafe seats like 60 people and they have events there all the time so if you want any inspiration on social media or some things they've done I would definitely check out that episode because they had a lot of cool things they did but you know it, it can start out small and you never know you know opportunities are endless which is what's so cool about about being an independent retailer really That's awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. So events sound like they're also another big thing about the business. Can you guys maybe talk a little bit about how you've made events part of the business? And it sounds like that's just um, a key way to make you guys part of your community even more, because like you've said so many times so far in our conversation is, um, you know, especially where you guys are at in in the country alaska is very community-based if you don't know your neighbor then you you might not survive the winter type thing so like tell us a little bit about having these events and what are some of the things that you try and do to make to give back to your community or to be part of your community
1: so for i think for us it's inviting people into the story so we don't utilize social media to tell people they need to come buy stuff at our store. I don't think that's the right avenue ever to use for social media. So what we've done is we've invited them into our story so that when we do tell them about something and invite them to an event per se or maybe a sale that they actually take it serious because we're not asking every five minutes for them to buy something. Mm -hmm. And the last event we did was a uh event centered around christmas where we had a gentleman come out who literally looks like santa that's awesome actually looks like santa and he is the nicest guy ever he's a local guy that um, comes into our store regularly and has uh been part of our story because he's a customer of ours and he's sold into our vision and he comes to our store if he needs a bolt or a piece of copper and and uh we had him come be Santa for the day and let people know about it. And we partnered up with a local uh, friend of ours who runs a nonprofit to actually supply new gifts to kids that, that were going to show up.
4: Right. And, and that's uh, Matt Brown in Operation Children First.
1: Yeah. And we uh, were able to pass out gifts to almost 100 kids that day, which is just phenomenal. That's for awesome. Us. We have parents smiling and people that, felt like they had literally just stepped into a winter wonderland and their kids are grinning ear to ear because they didn't know that we were going to give out free gifts Aww. up until the minute. And so um, it's stuff like that where people will come away with a unique experience where we actually did something that benefited them and didn't just try to sell, 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 sell. Exactly. and that kind of goes. It's it's worth its weight in gold. So
2: we're actually too. We had a few of those toys left over, and one of the things that we're looking at doing is we're trying to pay attention to um, what programs in our community are serving kids mm-hmm. and um, feeding life into kids. And so um, we actually got the opportunity. We talked with Matt from Operation Christmas Operation Children First, oh, yeah, Children First. Thanks. And said, Hey, we have a few leftover toys. What do you want us to do with them? He said, give them, you know, give them to a program. And so um, we've actually uh, partnered up with our local boys and girls club at our elementary school, which is just up the road. Um, And so I've been delivering the leftover toys to them this week. And um, I'm actually working with um, them right now to maybe uh, they have a STEM program, a science technology and mechanics program. So I'm hoping to put together a project with them um, in the next couple of months I think um,
0: we wrote an article on retailers that have done that. Um, so if I can find that, I'll, I'll have to email it to you guys. But it's definitely something that retailers, I think, are starting to pick up on, which is awesome.
4: I'm glad you mentioned that because that is something that we have done. We have partnered with our local high school, their their shop program, to to assist um, what their plans are. And, and one, of, one of you guys can kind of give a little background on that, that we, it's just such a cool business to have, to be able to develop these relationships. We're just so happy to be able to do this. Um, but when, when did you guys, um, talk to, speak to, um, the high school program that we're helping out with?
3: So this is John Douglas. Uh, so our high school shop teacher came to John and I a while back and just kind of throughout this proposal that they're wanting to build some greenhouses, and um, just as, you know, learning for the for the students, and then they're going to try to sell those greenhouses to uh, raise more money for the shop program. And so we have partnered up with them to uh, get them all of their supplies and everything else. And we're also going to house their greenhouses on our property to help sell them. That's awesome. um, We'll probably have to help get those greenhouses moved since we have heavy equipment and we have the ability to pick them up and set them on a trailer. But, uh, um, you know, and we're we're trying really hard to do that kind of thing throughout the entire community. yesterday we were talking about supporting our local rec center and helping to raise money for our hockey uh, program because it's kind of uh,
4: hockey is a big yeah a big um wintertime sport in alaska yeah so there are many local children that are participating in and the program tries to sponsor um other kids who may not be able to afford a hockey program so it's just a a unique way to be able to help raise money to um, help sponsor the whole program and the kids participation
0: yeah so def- definitely definitely uh- i think we have
2: those big outward events like the grand opening like you know santa at the store and those are kind of like events that you can point to, but I think what everybody's speaking to are kind of those like smaller behind the scene mm-hmm. process events that, um, are super key in just investing in the health and future of our, our community.
0: Definitely. So you guys have been in business, not even a full year yet, but what, what's the experience been like? Is there anything that surprised you? Are there any like struggles that you didn't even think about ahead of time and, and kind of what do you see for the next, you know, year after this?
2: Well, I think we all knew that um, from growing up here that shipping to Alaska is can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we have always personally run into retailers who're like, "We don't ship outside the United States." And we remind them that Alaska is part of the United States, but <laughs> I think <laughs> I think yeah. uh, uh, one of the surprises was just. Um, Part of the cost of shipping um and trying to make sure we're doing that we're providing a product that is reasonably priced and still covering that and for me i think it's coming up with systems yeah. um to ensure that from the time that the customer contacts us that you know we have good check systems in place to make sure we've gotten them followed up with and and met their needs to the best of our ability but i'm kind of the systems one of the Group, so yeah, <laughs> that's my filter anyway.
0: Anyone else have anything that's like been right. been like the biggest you know thing that you're excited about, or something that you're like excited to continue working on?
1: I think for us, uh, for me, I think we have the thing that's exciting is uh, we have two major customer bases, like we've touched on. One is just the average person that lives in the Kiski, and they they're coming to our store for one or two items that they already know they need. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole nother customer base. And we're that's awesome. We love to fill that need. We're super excited they come in and we get those customers trickling in every day. What we haven't experienced a full season of yet is the oil industry and their projects that they do every summer or the, or the construction industry and their projects that we do every summer. So what I'm excited about is to have a full season of that, a spring and a summer, of these big projects that we all know are happening mm-hmm. uh, but beginning of our opening and opening our grand opening wasn't until october 1st we weren't able to hit that um uh, project season so i'm excited for that um and like amber touched base i mean there's there's places in alaska where a gallon of milk is over ten dollars
0: oh my gosh
1: and so for us that's a real deal and stuff costs more in alaska because of that because every single thing that anybody orders has got to be put on a barge if you want to do it the cheapest way you want to put a, if you want to put it on a plane it's going to be about four times as much expensive and it has to be shipped up here to a port and then put on a truck and then shipped to wherever and so there's just added costs that yeah. i think um we're used to for some uh, for most of it here in alaska but i think it's still tough to Oh gosh, that cost that much to ship. You know, it's still tough to yeah. sit back and realize when you're ordering a whole store worth of stuff. <laughs>
0: so, has it been helpful working with a wholesaler like Orgel to get you guys what you need, and and has that helped as far as as some of that or alleviated some of the stress that would have come from that? Getting, I think your...
1: Orgil has been a phenomenal partner. Um, everybody that we've worked with, with in Orgil from their original setup. Uh, to their ongoing salesperson uh, to their project manager that was here on site uh, during our inventory and, and opening of the store They Orgill has went above and beyond to make sure that we were taken care of and that we were set up for success mm-hmm. and I okay. think that um, that speaks volumes to the type of company that they are and the integrity that is behind their brand and we couldn't think of a better partner than Orgill so.
0: Awesome. It d- does it make you kind of I mean I guess you guys haven't done retail in any of the lower 48 but I wonder if if the retailers that don't have those those barriers like you guys in Hawaii would have it's just a different experience that they don't even have to think about, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's not it's like I did do retail in the lower 48 and I could walk down the street and buy 40 pounds of coffee if I wanted to. Yeah. And not have to worry about shipping. And we can't go walk down the street and buy, <laughs> yeah. and buy the stuff we need. It's just not possible. Yeah, And you want to pay an enormous markup. So um, just a whole other world up here.
2: I think that really speaks to what John was talking about earlier, about being excited to see sort of what our trends will be over a spring and summer and fall construction season and really um, get some good data about where, were, where did our trends fall in terms of product? How can we prepare for the next year coming up? Um, and so I, I would definitely echo that excitement about just understanding better how we Alaskans have to think ahead. Like not mm-hmm. only do we have to be able to think on our feet and solve a problem right now, but we have to be able to plan ahead for exactly those logistical reasons. And so um, I think we're definitely looking forward to Uh, rising to that challenge as much as possible and having that data to be able to continue to plan uh, for future orders.
0: For sure. So I guess one of the last things I'd love to touch on, and we've already sort of talked about it, but maybe, and this might be John Quick that that would be the one, it sounds like this is your role, but can you talk a little bit about how um, you've approached social media so far and just the marketing plan that you guys have in general? Because I, I mean, i myself i notice retailers because of those types of things because that's that's one of the things that draws my eye just if i can't get into your store but if i see you have a active facebook page and i see this that and the other it attracts my attention so i just love to hear your thoughts on that and and how you've kind of done that so far
1: yeah i appreciate the question and um for us it starts with why why we opened and Mm -hmm. you know i touched base on some of this before but it it's really important for us to have a foundation of why we do what we do. Because if you don't have that, you're just out there sporadically trying to make money. And I think people can see through that fairly quickly. And that's not something that the average person wants to be around, is the used car salesman mm-hmm. kind of mentality? So we started with a foundational purpose of we are family, and we're here to serve the community. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if we're selling coffee or screws or lumber or two-by-fours, that was the purpose in which we were starting a business. And mm-hmm. so we, we try to have that emulate in every aspect of everything we're doing, whether that's social media or John making a, a, a lumber sheet for somebody trying to build a house. Yeah. Um, there's a purpose behind everything that we do. And so, and, and I think in Alaska, so, you know, it, it might be different in the lower 48 than it is here in Alaska, but in Alaska, um, people do, they're on Facebook all the time. Still, mm-hmm. you know, it's like their phone is attached to their hip and there's goods and bads with that. And so what we've done is just utilize an Avenue in which somebody's already using, which is their smartphone and their Instagram and their Facebook to have them have a glimpse into our story because we want them to become a part of our story. And, um, and I think so far that's been successful. And I think that as we continue to grow, that um, we ho- our hope is that that becomes even more successful. Uh, and, but for us, it's about community and it's mm-hmm. about family. And oh, by the way, we sell hardware store stuff.
2: Definitely. I think one of, the, one of the things that John's really great at, and we're so thankful that he has sort of that media and marketing passion um, because that the rest of us are all used to being behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, and that's uncomfortable ask for us. So we're super blessed and thankful that John is so comfortable and he gets excited about that. And you can tell from the social media posts that he makes that there's energy behind, um, what he puts on there. He has an eye for camera angles and, and filters and I tease him all the time, but he loves the hashtags. Yes. Um, And so one of the things that he does really, really well is when he makes a post, like you're posting something at large and -hmm. you kind of know that, but what he writes is very specific. Like he's just having a conversation with you. Yeah. And that's a pretty incredible gift to create a personal connection in such an impersonal medium. Um, and he has a real gift, uh, for being able to do that. So we're super thankful and lucky that, uh, he does that so inherently well.
1: I'm glad you touched baseline because i just totally forgot about that <laughs> but the biggest thing like this is big for the strategy if anybody's listening this is big for what i put po- what we post what we post facebook is not a billboard of announcements Yes. so if you're using facebook and instagram as a billboard like a community billboard for the announcements of how awesome you are how what your sell is or whatever that's the wrong medium of yeah. Facebook and Instagram is a conversation.
2: Exactly. If you're
1: not using it as a conversation, you're not using it right. So, and I've been fortunate enough to work with very big and large and you know known companies around the U.S. to help them use social media uh, to have a real and you know conversation with their folks. And um, and so we're just doing that in a smaller scale here in Nikiski. And so if you're using it as a platform to have announcements, you transition yeah. it to a platform to have a conversation with people. So exactly.
0: I think that's huge. I think if you can have your own voice on your social media and, and have your own personality shine through, and then they'll be more likely to want to come. And, you know, that was, again, going back to the girls at that home hardware store I was telling you about, like what they've done that I think is so cool is that they've gotten their community to get involved. And she was like, one of the easiest things we have to do is people go to our store tag us in something. If we just share it on our story, you know, it gives them a feeling of, Oh, I'm cool enough to be in the story. But I mean, they didn't have to do anything for it. It was their customers that did it for them. So if you can, if you have people that are going out repping your brand as it is, I mean, that's just awesome so um maybe could you talk a little bit about like because when i met you guys last year at the hardware show um did you know much about us or how did you even find out about the hardware show first (laughs) off and then how did you like I just, I, I'm curious about the relationship. And I know you guys are renewing your membership. And so you're members of the association and your online training. So maybe just tell us a little bit so far about your experience with us as an association. And hopefully it's hopefully there's some good things so, that we're doing to help you guys as well. I,
4: I, can, I can answer that a little bit. I tend to have a little bit of a researcher personality. Mm-hmm. And so um, as we were uh, working on the hardware store plan and idea, um, I was looking for resources that we could get our exposure to, get information from. Who who do we go to to find out how to do this right? We're going to do this. We want to do it right. And we have a really short timeline that we're going to do it in. Um, and I had, I, I want to say in March or so, maybe had found you guys. I looked at articles, I read articles, um, and then I saw the convention was. What's coming up? Um, so when we, when we decided that yes, this is a go, I'm like, okay, somebody has to go to convention. We have to go get more information. We have to, we have to know how to move forward. And yeah. so that, that was kind of the impetus behind coming to convention and uh, connecting with you guys. And we were so glad we did. Um, I personally learned so much. I loved your seminars. Um, what you had to offer. The layout of convention. Having the ability to talk to um, the, the wholesale distributors, um, it, I just can't speak highly enough of, of what you guys do. You guys are so, um, the membership fee is, is minuscule to what <laughs> you guys offer as an association. Yeah.
0: Well, that's good to hear because, you know, we, the whole goal, I mean, and we're a nonprofit association, so we're not. We're not doing this to, it's not like a get rich quick thing. Like we're, we've been around for, uh, since 1900 and our whole purpose is to help retailers, no matter what their background is or what wholesaler they buy from is we want to help them become better and more profitable business owners. And so we'll, we'll do anything we can. And, um, hopefully like has the training been helpful for you guys? That's something I'm trying to get, uh, my head around with retailers is finding out who's training and what they think of that so far.
4: Absolutely. I think um, the modules I've um, done, uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten to spend as much time in the training as I would like. Um, like I said, we we did this project in a really short period of yeah. time, and it took yeah. interviews. Um, So um, it's just now kind of getting into the season where we're a little bit uh, slower in our season, where we can utilize more training. But the modules that I personally did, um, Were incredible. I love the information, and I felt like they were very helpful for me. Um, And what I was going to speak to um, quickly before I uh, have uh, Douglas talk here. um, Your guys' seminars that you hosted, um, and the the other um, retailers that spoke, your guest speakers. um, I learned so much. I mean, I I just it was so important to connect in Las Vegas at convention and, and get the information, glean the information to be able to move forward. So, um, thank you for doing what you guys are doing. I'm going to go ahead and let him speak to what, how he's felt about the training modules, which they are great as far as I'm concerned.
0: Good.
3: Cool. Uh, I have done a few of the training modules and, um, so far they are so spot on and so helpful. I mean, some of them it was really weird because we're already dealing with situations that are talked about in those training. And it was, it was weird because we just randomly, Oh, let's do this one today. And, um, and it just happened to be that, Oh, wow. We just dealt with that situation yesterday. Yeah. Um, so that's been super, super helpful for us, uh, and like we had spoken earlier, we only have one employee, but all of us are treating ourselves as an employee also, so we're still doing all of the training and trying to make sure that we're on the same page as our one employee, and for for lots of reasons so that that way in the future when we do have more and we know what they're looking at when they're doing that training yeah and like Stacy touched on the training that you guys have put out there is so phenomenal and the the convention was i don't know you could probably go every year for 10 years and not hit every single thing i know it's huge and
1: so
3: it's it's amazing a wealth of knowledge there and it it really helped us move forward and have a, create a good plan
0: awesome well are we going to be seeing you guys at the hardware show this year you think or or Absolutely. you will see one or two of us there awesome <laughs> you got to get back to vegas right <laughs> <laughs> Are you, um, now that you're with Orgel too, are you guys going to go to their markets at all? Like I know that's coming, the New Orleans one's coming up. Um,
4: actually, uh, my husband, this is Stacy, uh, my husband Lou and I and John and his wife Heidi are going to be going to the Orgel convention in Orlando in February.
0: Oh, so. cool. Yeah, Orlando. Oh. I was thinking, okay, True Values in is in New Orleans. That's why I got them confused, so. I'll be at I'll be in Orlando too, so I will see you guys there. So come visit me at uh, the retail services area. I'll be hanging out.
4: Renee, you had asked earlier about what if if you come to Alaska, I'm gonna circle back to yeah
0: what
4: you, would, you come to Alaska. You sound like you want to come in the summer months. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> angel would be prepared for daylight, 24 hours a day. OK, OK. Um, beautiful and green, we have huge mountains um, where Nikiski is located is on the Cook Inlet um, within the Kenai Peninsula. Um, so if you or anybody who listens to you um, has any interest in uh, Alaska, the Kenai Peninsula is where they have world record king salmon fishing
0: wow Um,
4: so we have lots of opportunity for for fishing and sightseeing um just amazing scenery um the true wilderness of alaska
0: i know kevin our podcast guy over here and i keep looking at each other i think he's like maybe we can uh go visit the store so who knows (laughs) hopefully (laughs) hopefully in the future we'll be able to come out and take some pictures in person and meet you guys Um, I guess kind of a last thing is there anything else you want to share with our listeners obviously I think these podcasts are a great opportunity for people to get to meet retailers from across you know the country across North America and learn from other people but is there anything you want to share with them about um, your experience or maybe there's another group like you guys who who's thinking about opening a hardware store and hasn't yet like what are what are some words of wisdom or anything's any last things you want to say.
2: I would say that um, retail and hardware is a pretty special uh, place to be in, and that is that you get to help people solve their problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're not their therapist and you're not their bartender, but you are helping them solve the problem that is ailing them right now. And that's an incredible privilege, and it's actually a gift that you get to offer the people who come in your store. because. Um, it might be a a small thing, but having your, your house and your projects in good working order is actually a blessing to people. And so, um, don't downplay that role. Uh, there's honor in that there's honor in doing that. And, um, it's, it's important to keep in mind and that's part of what you're working for. Definitely.
0: Um, well thank you guys so much for taking the time to sit down and, and, uh, Chat today. Uh, I I'm excited to continue to get to know you guys and and watch your business continue to thrive. Um, and if anyone out there is listening and is interested, I'm sure they'll they'll look you guys up on your Facebook and shoot you a, a Facebook message and and try and connect that way as well. So keep an eye out for I'm sure the fans that'll be coming. So <laughs> okay. excellent. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. you guys.